2: Well, Johnny's it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having?
1: Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying.
2: But what yeah. dip?
1: Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip.
2: Yeah. But where can people get it?
1: so yeah where can you go you can order via the McDonald's app um, it's via participating restaurants only 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items delivery fee and terms apply so see mcdonalds.com for full details there's a team that we all love playing out of they've had a few promotions but always end up going down
0: play up play up, or play up.
1: Good evening and welcome to the Ireland Vale Podcast. It's Thursday. We're back for one week only to um, one podcast a week. Um, and I'm joined as normal by Bez. How are you doing, Bez? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. Busy week? Um, yeah, pretty busy. Pretty busy, but yeah, um, a lot going on. Um, and I'm going to steal your thunder a little bit here. oh I've I've got a film review.
2: Oh, oh, well, I've got two after, so go on. Well, that's what, fine. Um, what did you watch and where did you watch it? So once a week, me and the
1: wife watch a film at home together. Yeah. Um, and we we alternate choices. Because, like, so we don't have to try and agree on a film. We alternate choices. Oh, no, I think but, I know what's coming. Yeah, you. I think you do know what's coming. Unfortunately, it was her choice this week. Yeah, I
2: know what's coming.
1: Yeah, you do. Was it plastic? And made, yeah, and she made, made me sit through that absolute monstrosity. Oh, it was good! Like, not even Mar-
2: Mar- Margot Robbie improved it. It was bloody dog shit. And for and those it, I Don't know what he's on about. He's obviously watched the Barbie film.
1: Yeah, I have. Anyone thinking of watching it, just don't. Just save save yourself the time and effort. How long was it? How long was it? Yeah, too long. Oh, Is that okay. about two about two hours long? I had half a bag of um, like the the share bag um, flame grilled Doritos with some hot salsa. I was that depressed by it. Wow.
2: Yeah. And what was Mrs. Hancock's view of it? She loved it. I
0: loved
2: it. Uh, I haven't watched it myself.
1: If you you, you, you like your sanity, just don't watch it. But yeah, you've been watched
2: too. What have you watched? I have. I went on Monday to watch The Nun 2, which we were on about last week. And I said I thought I was going to go watch and I did. With decent, good storyline. Not that scary, to be fair, because obviously it's a horror couple of bits in it they were a touch jumpy but not scary but yeah very very good i thought the story was good decent so i watched that and then cobweb come out the week before which is a horror film and that was dog shit <laughs> but I didn't walk out and i didn't fall asleep but it was dog shit so so yeah hey, if you want a horror at the moment it's the nun two the nun two is the horror one yeah and they, you sure watch the nun no, I don't think you do, to be fair, because anything... I'm pretty sure I've watched the number. I can't remember because i watched that much. So, to be fair, I couldn't remember watching one. And anything where you needed a flashback, it was in the film. Oh, right, okay. And they did a like, flashback just to show you any characters that were in the first one and how they linked in. Okay. So, no, you didn't need to have watched one. But if you're going to go watch it and you can watch one, you may as well, really. Yeah, may as well. Yeah, decent. Enjoyed it.
1: So, sounds like you've sounds like you've had, an, had a decent week then, um, yeah. but yeah, there we go. And we're also joined by Andy. How's it going, Andy?
0: Yeah, all right, mate. How are you doing? Um, what flavor Doritos were they?
1: And the flame, whatever they called. Can't remember what what were the real. The red ones.
0: Yeah. Chilli heat wave.
1: Chilli heat wave. That's the yeah, one. Yeah.
0: Good. Good stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. I've I've not you... been to the cinema. What I think I did, to... done, chocolate. Johnny.
2: I'd have put them on a plate or put them on a grill sheet. Put them in the oven with grated cheese on top. Just get some cheese melted into them first. Then put your salsa on jalapenos.
1: Yeah, I, I, I probably would have done, but she would have paused the film. So it would have just, like, prolonged the pain. So I just ate
2: through the bag. Fair enough. I hope you don't mean you literally ate through the bag. <laughs> or was <laughs> What was the last film you watched then, Andy? As we're on film review.
0: I can't remember. I don't really have enough time of an evening. I've not got a a film-sized gap in my evenings to just sort of put a film on. You know, it's like 8 or 9 o'clock. It's too late, isn't it, if you want to go to bed. It's just awkward. I've never been a massive film sort of person anyway, so I've probably watched about, I reckon, 75 films tops in my entire life. So... I don't know, I sometimes think though, you go to the cinema, you get a nice padded seat, it's all comfortable, you're dry, you're warm. And at some point in my life, I chose to go and watch football instead. And there were times when I'm in a cinema, I think that, that was maybe the a poor life choice. That was a wrong decision. When when you when you when you've got a lovely seat, you've got as many sort of Skittles or nachos or popcorn or whatever you want, and and instead I want to plastic seat, freezing cold at Vail, and no guarantee that I'm going to be entertained.
2: Yeah, in all fairness, I wasn't a film person, and people probably won't believe that, until I got an unlimited card at Cineworld. And then, I don't really watch films at home generally, because I just can't sit there for two hours at home. But in the cinema with mobile phone off, no distractions, I enjoy getting into a film. And with if the cinema was... card, you yeah. can go and watch like stuff that you wouldn't have paid eight quid go watch but when you're paying 10.99 a month and it's already paid for you'll go do you know what I'll try that and then you get up and walk out after 20 minutes it's great
0: well I grew up in a town without a cinema I mean Leek did have a cinema um not far from your work but it shut down sort of early 80s and I remember waiting outside the cinema waiting for my sisters to come out when ET was was on when I was like very very young and just yeah, it's just going to a cinema has always been a bit of a faff, having to go into the potteries and, and whatever. So it's never been something I got into from an early age. Now, I mean, I could probably pop into a cinema anytime I want. And, you know, there's, yeah, it's yeah, always empty. People. They're always empty, aren't they, cinemas? Yeah, yeah. There's very rarely
2: do you see them full. I've had a few. The Night Elvis come out, that was full. Um, the Queen one, that was full. Apart from that, very rare. Yeah,
0: sometimes you go to like Star Wars on, well, when, it, when it opens on a Friday night or something.
2: Yeah, and yeah. If you go opening that on some of the big ones, they're quite fun. Uh, when your sister came out the cinema, did you have phone home?
0: Oh, no. No, we didn't have um, mobile phones <laughs> in those days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I
2: haven't.
0: <laughs> You've I'm done
2: sorry. me that. <laughs> i by both of you.
0: No, that's my own um, memory of Leek cinema, is just standing outside with one of my parents, just waiting for um, my sisters to come out, because they were old enough to go and see films, and I was probably didn't have the attention span. It was probably all going to be a bit scary for me anyway at that age.
2: Yeah. Sam Cox knows how you feel. I asked him if he wanted to come watch The Nun too, and he shit himself at me asking him. Is he not a fan? He's not really not a fan, now. Ah. Well. You should learn, like right, they're not, it's not real, is it? No, but uh, to be honest, horrors nowadays aren't really that scary.
0: No, I think there's only so much you can do, isn't there? There's only so many jump sort of scares yeah. you can sort of, you, you've got to, unless you're doing something that's very sort of psychological or, or different,
2: yes. like paranormal activity. When the first one came out, that got me.
0: Or if you sort of you're into your sort of cult old cinema like Italian horror films in the seventies or whatever.
2: I wouldn't know So yeah, in essence, stop being a fanny and come watch a horror. Yeah,
1: sounds
2: sounds quite sounds quite apt. Yeah, but yeah, there we go. There, there, there's film review. Happy yep, day. Nice Let's do yeah. just keep JMO happy while we're doing film review. Ale review, Johnny. You were on the inches on Friday.
1: Yeah. It's um, it's, a, it's a beautiful little draw.
2: I it's was like, on the bottles of
1: bass. You <laughs> we were on the bottles of bass. He was like a ninety-year-old man at times. It was yeah. um, it was Gadge, are you
2: listening. Gadge was on the bottles of bass as well. Oh, Gadge's got a proper man's handshake, hasn't he? <laughs> like,
1: come and shoot me hand, and I was like, come on, you can you can let go, stop squeezing. <laughs> like,
2: proper man's hand- handshake. What it wasn't for me. Probably did that on purpose after um, your review with Jason Lev. Yeah, probably.
0: You well, weren't short of a bottle of bass from what I was hearing either, were you?
2: I tell you what, so Saturday morning, that's the worst hangover I've had for years. I don't think bass agrees with me.
1: I don't think it was the bass that didn't agree with you, mate. I think it was the 10 bottles you had lined up on
2: the desk at the front. <laughs> Could have been, to be fair. Yeah, I was rough Saturday morning. I even went by bed, I got up. Had a drink and thought I'm going to have to go back to bed and get back up till about eleven o'clock, which isn't like me at all. I was the best head... place for you. Yeah, I think it was.
0: Oh, on I was. last Saturday.
2: Yeah, there was no veil or anything, so how was your head, Johnny. Yeah, not too bad when you when when you've got a kid, you've got no
1: choice but to like sort your head out. Oh, yeah, I'm glad um, I'm not a kid. Yeah. Yeah, no, to, to, to be fair, I, I wasn't too bad. I didn't feel like, I don't I don't know if it was like the sort of excitement of the night or not, but I, was, I wasn't too bad. I thought, yeah. n- nice to see, w- w- I was going to save this for later, but whilst we're here. Let's do w- it. Let's do it. Um, nice to see the room absolutely rammed. Um, yeah, quality. It was just, ev- everyone that came to talk to us and stuff like that was, was brilliant. and. Like obviously, I don't don't know everybody that came to talk to us, but there was lots of people in the room that were fans of fans of the podcast, friends of people that are fans of the podcast. Like it was just a bit of everything, wasn't it? There, yeah. Um, I think the quiz went down all right. I don't think yeah. it was too difficult. It, def- it wasn't too easy. It wasn't too difficult. We probably want to take it down. One notch, maybe. Yeah, Top Mark was thirty-seven out of sixty. Yeah, so we we'll probably need to take it down one notch. Um, but a shout out to the the official bail team. They know, the only team to get a ten out of ten in any of the rounds. Yeah, they were. Yeah, and that was in the picture round as well. I don't know if that's cheating, but yeah. um but yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought
1: that it was well, fantastic yeah. night. And obviously, the the main thing is the amount of money we raised. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah we, we raised an absolute small fortune. And like some of that, I, I want to give a shout out to Carol. Um, yeah. She popped in at the start, st- st- was going only staying for a little bit, stayed the whole night and gained us an extra 300 quid by letting us raffle off a duplicate prize. So. Yeah, that, fantastic. That was amazing. And I just think that the whole thing went down without a hitch, didn't it? And like we yeah. couldn't have asked for anything better for no. this one. A couple of things that we, we'd change, we'd improve, we'd, we'd do differently if we did it. Well, I say if we do it again, when we do it again. When we do it. Um, I, can't,
2: I can't remember what we did, so we don't know why we're going to change it. Exactly. You can't remember what we did. So. No, I can't, to <laughs> be fair. I didn't think I was that drunk until Saturday morning. Yeah, that that's one that's one thing we'll do differently. Keep you sober. Oh, to know about that. No, I don't know about that. But yeah, Carol, fantastic and really appreciated that. I thought, you know, for a stay of the night and spend the time with everyone, at brilliant. Um, made me look a right tit on the Dave Waddle thing. She did make you go car act. It was hilarious. It was funny. But Carol, I am blaming you for that one if you're listening, because you said you were taking a photo. If you'd said you were taking a video, I'd have done it different. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just <it's laughs> over three thousand raised one massive thanks once more to Ignite with an eye, who obviously were there on the night and cracking night they had as everyone did. So thank you to them for basically making it possible that all the money raised went to the Rudgie statue, which was at just over 3,150 quid. Yeah. So, unbelievable. Thank you to the round sponsors, which were the usual sponsors, which we'll go through on the podcast because it's the usual sponsors plus home choose carpets.
1: Yeah, and
2: obviously it's a home game, so Andy PVFC sponsored a round. Yeah, he did. So, like the geography round, which I think he was chuffed that he got the geography round. And Andy, that wasn't by a fluke. It wasn't it was it was almost
1: and and uh, let's be fair we had a couple of doubters, didn't we? We did. Um it was we, we, we actually we were prepared. We had a couple of meetings and it wasn't just going to the pub and having a drink. Serious meetings. We we planned things. We we tried to match sponsors up. That's why paralysis got entertainment and, and stuff like that. this. This wasn't a
2: fluke. Yeah, Johnny got uh, food and drink. He yeah. But yeah. Unbelievable, and I really enjoyed it. To be fair, and I think anyone there realised I quite enjoyed it on the stage.
1: Yeah, you you you're you're a, you're a little bit of a diva, aren't you? Compared to yeah. what you what you come across as.
2: Yeah, uh, I've done Amdram I'm, until I'm, I'm, you've been seeing me on the stage. I just love it. Yeah. I I real good cracking. Yeah. Thank you as well to the supporters club, who obviously had a table and donated some prizes to us, and they donated all the auction stuff that we did, well, all the shorts and tops that we did.
1: Yeah, they
2: they did, and they they went down an absolute treat, didn't they? Yes, a hundred times better than even we expected. We thought they'd go, but we didn't think they'd go for what they did. And obviously, thank you to Sergio and Rudge for turning up on the night, and I was told by people and I didn't pick up on this because we were all doing his own stuff. He made sure he went round to every single table in the room and spoke to him and thanked him for coming. And what a man! Yeah, there, there, were, there, was, there was quite a few stuff like, like you say,
1: massive thank you to the supporters' club for the stuff that they donated. That they, they turned up. They they um, said said some really nice words. Dave did um, when, when like. Um, Partway through the quiz and stuff like that, so it was just a real feel good factor around it all and the the main thing is we we raised a hell of a lot of money yeah um, it's and, all about yeah, but, yeah, partly about that, partly about hoping that everyone had a good night, and I think we we tipped both boxes really successfully yeah um, and then the the other the, the other bit obviously, which i I, I thought was really really good and, and and stuff like that, was just the fact that you saw the sponsors there that we've got um part of part of them were there and mingling and stuff like that and then um dave came brought brought a little treat didn't he with yeah um with with the new john rudge book um uh, bookmarks yeah uh, which um retail at five pounds if anyone wants one yeah they do now because uh,
2: that's what we sold them for on the night yeah
1: pounds yeah that's it they, they, they've, told, they, they've told us a price we got up on stage we, we, um, we added some we added some pounds on top yeah. of it and we had a line of people the price
2: in. we timed it by five <laughs> yeah we did. Don't tell everyone they'll, they'll want it discounted No five and to be fair, I wanted one didn't get one because too wrapped up on the night. so I know anyone that's pre-ordered the book will have had an email for when they're collecting the book. I'm sure there'll be ones there to sell. I'll be down on Wednesday because that's when the surname's A to D, I think it is, Wednesday this week. Go. So I'll be there Wednesday, and I'll be giving Dave a fiver for a boot mark because I didn't get one on the night.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I thought, I'd say everything we did, I, I really enjoyed. We've had some real good feedback. Um, but one of the things I did want to ask for is, because I, I know that nothing, nothing's ever perfect, um, and we do want to do it again, and we do want to improve and stu- and stuff like that. So if anyone... That went has got any feedback that of things that they, they'd like to see next time, anything that could be different or anything like that, then please let us know. We won't take it the wrong way, we won't, won't throw his toys out the pram if you didn't like something. Um, we obviously put the vote out, and I think it got about two percent that said no. And I know about seven of them votes were my friends being my friends. Um, I was there when most of them happened, actually, when, when we were at Congleton Town last week. So, um, but, but yeah, it's it's you know,
2: if there is any feedback, then please please do give it. Yeah, it's want been to make... overwhelmingly positive so far. Andy. The only constructive feedback I've had, and that's of two people, is let's get a music round in next time. And obviously, Deco was one of them who turned up for the music. And as Abba said, don't take away the music, but we did.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the thing with the music round is I, f- the reason I didn't include one and I'll, I'll hold my hands up to say that I picked the rounds um, was because I didn't know how, how it would work on the night. Um, but now we know kind of how everything works. We we can we can put an intros in, and next line. We can, we can put music in. I could just, I could just sing them. Oh, yeah, you could sing them. We could just do a full music quiz next time.
2: Yeah, I'll sing them. Yeah, you sing every song. Yeah.
0: In a club it's style. Yeah. yeah, Shooting stars, like, you know. Yeah? yeah. That, that could work.
2: We can, that.
0: Never mind the buzzcocks where you hum... Like, you, you do a
1: bit of humming of the, the intro.
2: Yeah.
1: And it it's never awesome. sounds like the intro's supposed to. We
2: could can, can even do that. Yeah, it'll all be on one key. Yeah. And that'll be the wrong key, but it'll all be on one key.
1: Yeah? Well, at least people know, like, to, to, to change the key when they're listening to it, then. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, really, really good night. And a massive thank you to everyone that turned up. Yes. Not hassled by Steve to donate. Um, I don't think you expected the card reader to be whipped out when people were saying, oh, I haven't raw cash. But it's, it's one of them. It's no no escaping the, the, the machine that was Steve and the card selling. So um, that was yeah. massive. And I probably need to apologize. Um, the one bit of feedback we probably get is. Don't bully the winners of the quiz into donating the money
2: and um, let them choose to do it themselves. But and there was a little bit of that, wasn't there? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd it's a coercion. Well, but... yeah, and the overall winner was a sponsor, funnily enough, and that was just a coincidence. And it was uh, avtiming.com who won it was. tickets for up to eight to go to Paralysis Escape Room. Yeah, so
1: get that booked in. Um, Callum's actually messaged me this week and said, He needs us, he needs us sorted out, so we'll be we'll have a little chat in the week and get something booked in with him.
2: Yep, sounds a plan. And obviously, for those that didn't go, we also had a signed squad shirt that we did a card for an 80 card, so that was 160 quid raised. And we also had a membership for the John Rudge 100 club from the Sporters Club, which was won by AB7. I'll be over on Twitter.
1: Yeah, Alfie won it, and he—he really—he he looked like he was really excited. So that was nice, given yeah. the fact that obviously he's a young lad that probably has been bored to tears by his dad being told about Rudge.
2: No, in uh, all fairness, his dad Shane, who's obviously my cousin-in-law, yeah, wasn't really into football till Alfie come along, and he's from Wolverhampton and was actually a Wolverhampton fan, Wolverhampton oh. Wanderers. But it's Alfie that got him into the veil.
1: Ah, right, okay,
2: so there
1: we go. So learn something new every day, and now they're both hardcore. Vale. They are home and away. Um, yeah. and and Shane, if you if you're listening, you are coming to Oxford. Um, Alfie told us that you were a bit, you're a bit Oxford, Oxford. Cambridge even.
2: Cambridge.
1: Yeah, Alfie said that you were a bit umming and auring about it. Um, and we we told we we told Alfie on the night, yeah, you can come Oxford. So
2: there uh, we
1: go. There we go. So there's there's your bullying. Right, but you still went Cambridge, Cambridge the second time, didn't you? I did. I said Oxford. <laughs> they both play Yala and they're both a university.
2: Yeah. So maybe maybe that's why I shameless essence to go and he's thinking I've already been there once a season. Like possibly. So why don't I get, get back there, lad?
1: <laughs> there we go. As you tell it's more professional. But yeah, I'm just gonna move on slightly away from Vale. because I what? wanna get your opinions on something. Dog shit. Yeah, probably, but It's quite a serious note. Harry Maguire, what's your opinion on what's happened these last few days? So obviously, he didn't get the most most nice of welcome from the media and the fans about being in the squad. And then Scotland were giving him a bit of grief. And then his mum's come out and put on Instagram today about stuff. Where do you stand on that? Like, Because Southgate, I, I, I'm i in a camp of this is Southgate's fault. He's made this problem because he spoke about playing football together in his squad and then picks one that's not played a minute. He then, earlier this week, said that Foden couldn't play the number 10 because there's a reason he's not getting in there for Man City and then picked, well, brought a lad on at half time that isn't getting a minute for his club.
2: And he started so, the game before, let's not forget, Maguire for England. Yeah, that he's- is.
1: So, so for me, I, I don't think Aaron Maguire is a bad player. I think he made a mistake in the summer by not going West Ham. And I think if he's playing, I'd want him in my England squad. I think he's never let England down. Um, I don't think he's, like I said, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think he's having a torrid time at United. They made him a bit of a scapegoat, similarly to what they're doing with Jadon Sancho at the minute. And it's just not, he needs protecting a little bit. But I do think this is on Southgate to do that, and maybe maybe not contradict himself by saying I'm picking players on form and they're not doing. Go on, Andy, you go
2: first.
0: Yeah, I, I can't really disagree with a lot of that. I think Maguire, he's he's not a bad player, is he? You don't get as far in your career as he's done by you know by accident. So he, he's he's decent up to a point. I'm not entirely sure he's proper world international class at the moment. He, but I mean, he's he's going through a, a, a bad spell, and yeah, for his own good, he probably needs to needs to be left out just just so he could maybe get his head together and and yeah, it's it's not particularly great for him at the moment. While United, he, it obviously. Ten Hag doesn't particularly rate him or want him around the side, although he had to. I think he was forced to bring him on against Arsenal, wasn't he? So I, I just think for his own good, he probably should have been left out. Um, that said, he hasn't let England down, has he? I know, I know he's had a few dodgy games for, for United recently, but in an England shirt, he's he's been he's been decent. Um, I remember he had a decent World Cup in Russia. When he was still at Leicester, I I, I, I don't dislike it, and it's it's a bit um, fashionable just to pile in on the guy, but it just felt as though it was starting to get a little bit um, over the over the top, and it, it just made me cringe a little bit. And in in that sort of environment where it's a friendly against Scotland, do you really need to? Play? C- can you use that as an opportunity to throw in, maybe someone who who needs a bit more international experience? It'll, it all, yeah. I'd, I'd have to agree with you, Johnny. I think it is Southgate's making. I, I, I think is he's, he's always had his critics, but now it feels as though he, things are you know quite a lot more reasonable. People are starting to question him, aren't they? With that, with Henderson, other bits and bobs going on at the moment.
2: Yeah, and it's going to be a bit boring because I agree with you both. I think Southgate's brought this on because, as you rightly said, Johnny, when he took over, he said people would be picked on form and they'd need to be playing for the clubs to get picked for England. And then, as you say, he comes out and says Phil Foden can't play centre-mix because he doesn't play there for Man City. Well, Annie McGuire and Calvin Phillips don't play for the clubs anywhere, never mind whatever position you want to pick them for. And then he picks him and don't get me wrong, I thought Calvin Phillips was fantastic against Scotland. I thought he had a great game. But he's played, what, six minutes this season? Maguire's played
1: well, a little I, bit I, more. Do you want to something disgusting? One Since Calvin Phillips has signed for Manchester City, he's, played, he's started 12 games of football, mm. six for Man City and six for England. Yeah. Which... And that's, that's one of my issues. Like, I, I'm with you. Calvin Phillips is a decent player. I think yeah. he was never a Man City player. He 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 did what he thought was best for him. I don't think I think he should have moved on from Leeds. I think he is a Premier League player, but it's like he's he's just his 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 career is kind of stalled by going to Manchester City. Hopefully, he's going to have the Grealish second season syndrome and mm-hmm. um, and be be brilliant, but. He yeah, just, we've seen
2: players do it where it has gone complete tits up. Danny Drinkwater water when he went to Chelsea.
1: Yeah, it went, went right off the deep end, didn't he? Drink water.
2: Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just... For me, just carrying on with that bit though, I, I think um, it's got beyond criticism of Maguire now and it's got to bully you. And I do think some of the stuff... No matter what Andy Maguire does, people want to pick on it and want to... Now, everyone knows I don't like United. I'm not a United fan. What that bloke's had to put up with is beyond what anyone should have to put up with. And yes, that's ironic coming from a podcast that will come on and say that play was dog shit today. But we don't constantly say they were dog shit. And he's had to put up with a lot of shit. And I feel for the bloke, I really do. I do think he should have left United, Johnny, as you say, and go and get regular football. The problem is, for years, we've had England managers that won't pick players because they play for United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, now City are in the mix. But Southgate said he was going to change that, and he hasn't. He's still picking Calvin Phillips because he's at Man City. He's picking Andy Maguire because he's at Man United when they're not playing club football. There's plenty of English defenders that are playing week in, week out that deserved a call-up for me.
1: Yeah, that was kind of, that was that was kind of my thoughts behind it. Are are the other ones as good as Harry Maguire on his day? No, I don't I don't think they are. I think I think Harry Maguire is probably our best centre off still. I do think that's kind of partially one of our issues as well. That he Although, is
2: I thought Dan Byrne against Scotland was excellent. Dan Byrne, Lewis Dunk. Uh Lewis Dunk, sorry. And Dan Byrne, sorry, thinking Dan Byrne, because he's one that I think has been excellent for Newcastle, and you know he's played week in, week out, and for me, deserved a call up at some point.
1: Yeah, there's there's a couple there's a couple of, couple, isn't there? And I think that's that's the big thing that there is this time around There has been a couple of people that that may have done a job, but yeah, I, don't, I just don't know. I, I I do just think that sometimes that Southgate needs to Southgate needs to help these lads out. Um, and as well, the media. Yeah, the media, the media have made a bit of a scapegoat to Maguire, but I don't think there's many, many of them that have been overly harsh on him. I don't think any of them have said he's a he's a rubbish player. And I think that's the difference. But yeah, I just wanted your
0: opinions on 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 that. Um, yeah, I, I feel the
2: media created a witch hunt.
0: Yeah, it just feels a bit gratuitous, doesn't it? I mean, fair enough if you want to criticise him legitimately, constructively, but it just—it's just—is piling on in now, isn't it? A little bit, well, a lot.
2: Yeah. And I feel for him because it was always going to be Andy Maguire that scored. Now goal wanted.
1: it? Oh yeah, it was always going to be him. Want it and it's yeah. That that's
2: that's hard, isn't it? And let's be honest, at the. But we just had the Euros, the World Cup. I can't even bloody remember now.
1: We yeah, had one of the,
2: one World, of Cup, the... World Cup. World Cup's Argentina won it. World Cup, It was absolutely fantastic for England. Yeah. But since then, he hasn't played for his club. So how can he be match fit to play for your country when you're not playing for your club? We all know from even just playing Sunday football, if you haven't played for six, seven, eight weeks, and then you come in, you're rushed and it takes your time to get back going again. Okay. I will go on record to say he's a better athlete than we are. Yeah,
1: but well, there's you, you, you hear professionals talk about it, they're like, like Yeah, how many Vale Ve- 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 players have spoke about needing two, three, four, four games to get back into it, haven't they?
2: Yeah, well, I always do. I thought Will Forrester always did last season when he came back. Yeah, but well,
1: that's yeah. That, that's, that's enough not the England talk because I know that people want to hear us talk about Vale but Andy before in the chat you you, you brought up a announcement this week from an ex-player
0: yes uh, in the news this week Chris Hussey has announced his retirement from football and um, some people will probably have said well he technically retired when he signed for Walsall in June but no um, he's decided he can't carry on for whatever reason and um, he, at the age of 34, he um, has called it a day. 16 years, 489 matches and um, a few promotions here and there, including with, with us. So, um, yeah, all the best to him. Um, he, he was a decent player. I think we had him maybe towards the end where I would have liked him, particularly when I remember he played against us with Berry, uh and his set pieces were a constant threat. I remember thinking I'd, I'd love us to sign him. When we did, he was maybe a little bit too late in his career, but he's a fair play to the lad. Um, all the best to him.
2: Yeah, great career. I don't think we. I think we know we didn't see the best of him at Vale, but great player over his career. all the best to Chris and his family.
1: Yeah, echo, echo that. I, like I say, he had, he had a he had a good left good left foot, didn't he? So, um, and like you say, I don't think we saw the best of him, but. I still thought he was pretty decent for us. I thought he came in for a bit of unnecessary flack. Um, I'll tell you you something that I am going to give some unnecessary, well, not some unnecessary flack, some very necessary flack. And um, it's fucking Reading Football Club. How? How can Reading Football Club sign a player yesterday and then get deducted three points for not being able to have the, the money in the accounts for the players? Who's letting that happen?
2: Who did they sign yesterday? Wiltshire,
1: Joel, Joel Pereira, the oh, wow. ex United goalkeeper. Wow,
2: like, I, I heard that Wiltshire was training with him, the winger.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Christ, ex United
1: goalkeeper. Is about, he's about about twenty eight years old. Um, but he's, I think he was it. He was somewhere in Holland last year. But they've they signed another keeper, and he's not going to be. He's he's not going to be. Well, I say he's not going to be on pittance. He's going to be on fuck all because they don't pay him by the looks of it. But he's, he's not going to be on a cheap weighty he?
2: And now there's Button, who they signed obviously just before they played us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the issue with Reading is that they were given a suspended punishment a couple of months ago, maybe a month ago, and they didn't fulfil what they needed to do. So they've had that punishment triggered. So... He said, "You need to do this. You need to put money in a deposit account in escrow, um, 125% of one month's wage bill. So, however much their monthly wage bill is, they've got to put um, that plus another quarter on top into a deposit account as sort of backup in case they don't pay the wages again. Um, they don't have done that, so they've been they've they've had points taken off them." The other stuff, um, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it should have been, if you don't do this, we'll also put a transfer embargo on. But they didn't do that, so they were free to sign someone. Either way, it's not It's not great. I mean, I, I didn't expect them to put this money in anyway. When, for a club that, I mean, most football clubs are hand-to-mouth pretty much in terms of cash flow. and And if you're struggling to pay wages from one month to the next, you're not going to have a spare month-and-a-bits wage bill just lying around that you can dig out and put into a savings account somewhere. So I didn't think it was ever going to happen. Um The question is, are they going to have any more points deducted over the season? Will there be another issue? Will there be another month where they don't pay the players? Will there be... I don't know. Could they even go into administration? You don't know. Um Because... It's it's a long season, and and you've got to sort of plan for um, when the season ticket money dries up, haven't you? January, February, if the, if there isn't a cup run there, what what do you do?
2: Yeah, and no one's asking for him to be wound up, etc. Because we've been close, and we know what it's like as a fan. It's not your fault that your own is a complete and utter shit show, which we had in the past. Uh, I feel for the fans, I really do, because they're the ones that suffer in all this. They're the ones that now. Three points further down the table, but as you say, where's this fit and proper test work? Where's Reading's been a shit show since their owners have been in charge? So how did they pass the fit and proper test? It's wrong, and clubs in this league have missed out on players, including us on Sam Smith, which obviously is out till Christmas, so it worked out okay, but missed out on players that have now gone Reading, and Reading can't even afford to pay the bastards.
1: Yeah, and that, that's that's my biggest gripe is the the FL allowing this to carry on because. If they, if if they know that they haven't put the money in into this pot, but yeah, let them carry on like signing new players. That one hundred twenty-five percent is just getting bigger. Yeah. So, if you can't afford to pay when it's now, how are they now going to afford to pay once once this new keeper's in? Whether he's on five hundred quid a week or five grand a week, that that's by the by. It's still another 125% of his monthly wage, I think, that, that's that got to go in there.
2: So, what happens if you don't put it by next month? Is there any punishment then or is it just a case of, well, you missed it, that's it, we're done now, forget about it?
0: I don't know. The thing is, if you if you punish a club even further, at what point are you pushing them into insolvency and the owner's sort of pushing the owner out and there's no bidder in? What, it could... It could potentially make things worse. It could, it could be pushing them into potentially even liquidation. I don't know. It's a really difficult one for the authorities to to balance, really. But at the end of the day, it's a it's a competition. All all the other clubs are, um, are, who are working within the guidelines. That should should. Well, what's the best way of saying this? You know, Reading can't sort of push the the rules. You know, when 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 the other clubs are uh, um, playing by the rules, you know, he's he's punishing the other clubs in the league, really.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. like, like see, I see. I think for me, it's more e, EFL gripe than it is anything else. But yeah, it's it, so, so, somewhere something somewhere has. Has has got has got to like kind of give, um, with with things like this, and this is just one of them things for me. It's like, like where 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 do where do we now draw the line on letting people just do what they, just do what they want with with football clubs, and when when they are there, so so someone's going to have to come in eventually to Reading to save this mess, and allowing them to keep going and. And sort this out. Just It's just going to make it harder for someone to want to come in because the guy's on a two, three year contract. I don't know. But if he's on a big contract, what happens then? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So, but yeah, we, we'll, we'll move on to something else, which I think is interesting from a, a veil point of view. And that's the rumor that's around at the minute about. Um Freddie Laurie from the youth team going to Aston Villa. Um seeing there it's been seen seeing, seeing that it's been um touted on social media. I think Peter O'Rourke, was it that, that broke it, the journalist. Um yeah. what are your thoughts on that, Andy? Um 15-year-old. We've we've had him between two to six months by the sounds by different rumours. Looks like he was from Angley
0: Town. But yeah, I know absolutely nothing about him, um, other than what I've heard off um, you and some other people. You know, we haven't had him for very long, but um, we've plucked him from somewhere. Hanley, somebody said they'd seen him playing Sunday League football or whatever. Uh, all of a sudden, he's in our academy, and then he's been scouted by a bigger academy, and and he's been poached. So, yeah, it's it's strange that a player like that can go under the radar, so I don't know, maybe he's had a very unconventional route to getting where he is now as a 15-year-old, you know, players can, like I say, they can just go under the radar for quite a while, which is what I'm not quite understanding is how the the fee that's been reported, how that works and, you know, over what timescale that will be paid – um, I, I I was led to believe that we've got this um, EPPP elite performance plan thing where there's a very set formula now for transfer fees between academy players. And if an, if a category A academy decides to poach a player from another academy, then the fee isn't so much negotiated as, as it's calculated based on how long you've had a player in your system, and um, over a, a course of how many years, how many first-team appearances they go on to make in the future. So, the the numbers I'm hearing, you know, the fees that have been mooted, not only for him but also the other lad who went to Newcastle um, Mills. Um, I'm, I'm I'm I'd love to know how that actually works in practice whether there's a headline figure that's been reported in the press and in reality it's a bit more complicated than that or or just just how it all um works out the numbers because i'm i'm just a little bit skeptical about whether the numbers that have been talked about are what we're actually going to get or if we will get it but over time and it's contingent on on certain things happening
1: and yeah, I think you're right. I think I think either way, y- you're fine with anyway, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? It's just when when you when you look at it and you're being told that it's a club record for a teenager for Aston Villa and you see reported that they paid 400k for that lad from Derby two seasons ago, you're thinking, well, it's 450, 500, but how does that work? Is that Are they giving us that up front and saying you... You wipe all your rights to everything in the future, and it's a negotiation sort of thing, or is it 500k over the next ten years if he does X, Y, and Z? Which you're not gonna you're not gonna sniff it either. If he makes it, if he doesn't make it, obviously you want the the upfront money, don't you? But it's it's going to be an interesting one. And Bez, you ever seen him? Uh, I know that he's only no. been here for a bit, but no.
2: No, I heard he'd been here six months, to be fair. Generally, when I did the youth team, it was always the under-18s. So I'd seen Reece Walters a bit in there, etc. Plenty, Tommy, but no, never him. Um, for me, obviously, it's fantastic for the club, the fact that we can get an academy player in. And if he has only been here six months, then we can sell him for hundreds of thousands, whatever it is, is unbelievable. I'm still old fashioned and I still like to see him come through the ranks, pull on a Vale shirt for a season or two, then sell them. However, I am fully aware that football has changed in the last 20 years from when the lads were coming to him, pull them on. So we have got to do this. I'm not saying Vale are in the wrong for doing it. We have to. That's modern football. That's how the structure set up and it's set up the the top academies can take the best talent. And let's be honest, that money then goes back into our academy and improves what we can do going forward. So, part of me would have preferred him come through and pull on a veil shirt at 17 and had two good years at the veil and then gone on. But I appreciate in modern football, this is what's going to happen. And if we can sell a player that's only been here for six months and never pulled on a shirt for five, six hundred grand, Christ, how much is planned to game for in a few years?
0: Well, yeah. yeah. I was just going to add, um, you know, as soon as he gets into that veil sort of the academy sort of ecosystem. All of a sudden, you know, every single move he's making is being scrutinized. He's been scouted to death. He's probably got so much data has been generated by him over a six-month period that there's no way he won't get spotted if he's standing out because just something, some sort of bell will have rang at some sort of analyst's um, laptop screen. I, I don't know. It just, you just can't. It, Players like that just can't fly under the radar. So, for for, for academies like Vale, it, it's an interesting thing where you want players to come through and play for you, and they have to be good, but probably not too good to to actually use your academy as a way of getting players through into your first team. You, they've got to be sort of decent, but not overly decent. And then, what is you know? Is is our business plan for using the academy, is it to bring players through and send, uh, sell them on when they're in the first team? Or, or are we looking at um, selling on players when they're sort of 16, 17? Uh, you know, we've done it with Mills. There's other lads that maybe are, are, are being looked at as being taken on by other academies. Is that the business model now? Are we trying to sell talent at a very young age I don't know. I, I, it just seems a Truthfully, bit weird.
2: What they said at the football night at the club where Will Ryder was there flickers is the plan is a mixture of both. That Some players will come through and you'll sell them before they reach 16 because the bigger academies are coming in and that's part of the plan. And the other part of the plan is that you bring players that are good enough to then pull on the veil sheet. So the plan is that there'll be both sorts in there.
0: Yeah, and also whether that money goes back into the I mean, it always has to go in the same pot at the end of the day. But, you know, does that go back into the academy to, to help that come along and, and cover overheads? Or does it go into, I don't know, wider things that are going on at the club?
2: That's a good question. I don't know the answer. Because if we sold mills for 300, and this is if, and these he, are big if, so no one quote me on figures here. But if we sold mills for 300, and if this lad goes for half a million, 800k, Personally, I'd like to see some of that go I'd see some of that go into the first team. Because it's a big chunk of money. If we sold someone for eighty K, all in the academy for me. But when you're talking that sum of money, surely some of that would then go into your first team to improve the now as well as the future. But it wouldn't all go in your first team, it's got to be balanced between the two. That's just my thoughts.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think you've got to balance it correctly, haven't you? Then that's the big thing, like was it is is Crews Academy about one and a half million a year that it costs to to run? Thanks. So when you, when you look at that talk, these two players uh, haven't even ran our academy for a year, and I know we're not at the same level academy as Crew, but you look at that and you think, well, actually, they could just reinvest in if the next Walters, if if we if we use that money and Bailey comes through, for example. And starts banging in goals, and we're, we're all happy because he comes through, and then we sell him for a bit of cash. Is that how we want it work? And it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting couple of couple of seasons because we seem to be moving players on, but to the right places mm-hmm. rather than just end of the season and two three players are going and and whatnot. So. I'm quite yep. excited by it. I'm looking forward to the fact that we might see a couple of players in the future where we go,
2: we help that lad.
1: And he's pulling on an England top.
2: Yeah. And while you're on about the youth players, um, Reese and Jack, listening to Crosby's interview today, have been training with the first team all season. They haven't gone back to the youth team. Whereas Bailey, obviously, is still only 16. He's gone back to train with the youth team and get games there now. But they've kept Jack and Reese in and around the first team all season so far, which I think is massive credit to them too. And it also shows what faith the club have in them too. And Reese Walters, it wouldn't surprise me if he's pushing towards that first team end of this season, starting next, what I'm seeing of him. I'm not saying starting, but in and around the squad, on the bench, coming on. Because I think both times he's put on a veil shirt. He's been fantastic so far.
1: Yeah, he, he looks. He looks like he's got a touch class about him, doesn't he? So just calm um, on
2: the ball for a seventeen-year-old, eighteen, whatever he he's seventeen, eighteen to be that calm on the ball under pressure against crew who think they're a rival, Credit to him.
1: Yeah, and and it is massive credit to him. So I think I think that was that. I think we've we've got to give. We've we said we will 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 we'll hammer the club. When when needed and praise and given praise where where needed and I think the academy side of it really needs some praise at the minute.
2: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I was impressed with how well he accepted the ball in tight corners, difficult situations, and he seemed to want the ball. His short game was good. He's still got you know quite a lot to improve on. I mean, none of the youth players that have come into the first team have absolutely blown anyone away. So you know they're not. Nobody's under any illusions as to how far they've still got to go to before they're sort of really genuinely ready for the first team. But there's some really promising signs that they are developing. But yep. no, nobody's getting carried away. Uh, Jack, I mean, we, we, we were told that, that scouts were ready and waiting to, to watch Jack play against Crew, So um, it seems as though yeah we are looking at where where a a youth team player is, is, can, I I don't know, I don't know if we're, we're looking at, um, if if inviting bids for for Jack, before he's really sort of, done anything for us, or, or whether that's just how football works, I don't know.
2: And that's just how football works now, the bigger academies, they'd, they'd rather take a punt, on getting someone from an academy, for half a million, that will either make it or not, than going and buying a ready-made player at the top of the Premier for 60, 70, 80 million. That's why, and I heard someone talk about an under the cosh, that's why some of these youth players playing for your Man City Academies, your Man United Academies, etc. it's 16, 17, they're on 15 grand a week. Because they'd rather pay them that and have a punt that they're going to make it, than have to go out and spend 100 million on Paul Pogba from Juventus like United did.
0: Yeah, like, and I, I, mean, think, I think United brought him back, didn't they? They had him in. Yeah, bought
2: him back.
1: Yeah. I was just about to say anything. I think one of the big things is you look at the fact now that Ballingham, how how he's how how quickly he's developed because he, he broke through as a sixteen-year-old. But let's be honest, no nobody thought it a sixteen-year-old, even when he went Dortmund, that he'd be at Real Madrid in three years' time and being touted as one of the best players in the world already. Everyone so, laughed when Birmingham retired his number, didn't he? Yeah, I'm still laughing. That's still pathetic for me. But that would yeah. Change, yeah, but it's it, when, when he when he wins back to back World Player of the Years and he's lifting the World Cup as captain and stuff. I might be saying differently, but yeah, it, it's just it, it's one of them. Into you, you, you've got to protect your assets, and bigger clubs have got more money to be able to protect them. And yeah. we're in that pool now where we have to hope that the 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 level one ones we'll call them, like Freddie Laurie for example, who is attracting this this level of interest that we get the right money for Port Vale for them, then the level two ones like your Plants, your Walters and your Shorix, stay long enough to break through and have a couple of seasons and break through and earn us some money or pushes up the league and don't want to move on sort of thing. And then your level three ones, and this isn't me saying that he's not a great player now, but your Nathan Smiths, that you want then staying for the whole career and staying for five, six, seven years sort of thing that be a real good asset for the club that can play. play. And that's not me knocking Smithy. I just think that Walters' ceiling's higher than Smith's in terms of where, where he'll end up playing. But, yeah, it's it's a good one. It's a real good one for the academy. And um, yeah. if if it goes through, and I think that's what we've got to say, if it's, it's just a rumour the club haven't confirmed anything yet or Villa haven't confirmed anything yet, but if it goes through, then top quality work and we wish the lad go well. If it doesn't go through, it's a fantastic asset for us, maybe, because if he's been touted for that, he's got to be half-decent. Yeah, so... Let's see what come, what might happen in 12, 18 months' time with the lad. Yeah, and it's good PR
2: for your academy at worst. If it doesn't, yeah. it's good PR. And just on about other areas of the club, big congratulations to Port Vale women that got through to the next round of the FA Cup on Sunday, beating Coventry 2 1, coming from a goal did down. It? I was going to try to get there, but I didn't finish ref until quarter past one. Obviously, the kickoff was one o'clock, so I wouldn't have got there till half time.
0: They played uh, the kickoff in the end, though, didn't they? Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't yeah, know put that. You back half an hour. I think they pushed it back half an hour then they brought it forward quarter of an hour. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe the their coach is late or something. Uh, I
2: scored half decent goal as well. Yes, I've oh, seen yeah. total goals but They were both good goals. I've I've
1: only seen the I've only seen the one um from the corner where it ends up at the at the girl's feet foot and she puts puts it in. So
2: Yeah, two
1: decent really thing. good
2: goals. So yeah, congratulations. Let's see who they get in the next round. And over three hundred there supporting which I think is great. From the Vale fans get down to show them some support.
1: Well, yeah, and and whilst we're on the, the the women's team, um, I don't know if you've seen today, the foundation have tweeted that, um, Freya Jackson from the women's team and Chislett and Connor Grant, um, visited Scotia Heights care home. Yes. Um, just just to obviously sign some stuff for the residents, have a chat and stuff like that. So it's great to see that the players are getting out in the community now from both the men's and the female game. Yeah. Um, that we're giving them the opportunity. I know it's a little different with the, the women's game because it's not professional, so you're asking someone to take time out of work or whatnot, but it's nice that the club are including them and getting them involved. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of positives going on. Definitely is. Um, so I have got three more things on my agenda
2: cool. um,
1: before we talk Northampton. So sorry about this, Bez. Um, oh, six minutes. Six minutes, right? Yeah. First
2: no. one,
1: Jesse Debra Um, sorry if I butchered his name there, but he's he's been rumored to be training with us. He's been pictured um, training with us, like you know, we fact. Some if some somebody's been pictured. True. Like I, I'm I've seen the photos, and no offense to the bloke that's taken them, but they look like they've been taken on a potato. So, it could be it could be anyone. Um, but, yeah, he's been rumoured to be training with us. Did a bit of Al Guglio. Um, Halifax fans seem to really rate him. However, it seems like he's failed a couple of medicals this summer. Um, there's rumour that Barnsley went after him and that he failed the medical there back in July. Um, Alan Nixon was very confident that he was signing there, and I think he's the one that linked him to us as well again. Yeah, and I think he
2: actually played, did he play five, six pre-season friendlies for them? Did, did he play a couple of games, I don't know. Yeah, played for them. Apparently, from what I've read, and it's only what I've read, um he ended up doing his hamstring and one of the friendlies, and that's why he failed the medical, because his hamstring had gone. So, obviously, if he is on grass and playing now, that would say his hamstring's better.
1: Well, Yeah. And I know the the person that took the photos um, did say as well. He looked he looked absolute quality. So I think it'd be a, a decent signing. He's a right centre off wing back wing back full back. So um, I think it'd be interesting for us.
2: And I think that's the area of the back three we need a little bit of cover. The right center off, we've all said that. And that's not knocking anybody, but that's the one where we need a little bit more cover because. I think Kofi's a left centre-back. Obviously, Dan Jones is left centre-back. Or Kofi's middle or left? The yeah, Yaks well, left. yeah. Yaks
1: left, Jones is left, isn't it? Then, yeah. then we've got Smithy. Smithy center Yeah. So, but yeah, I think it'll be an interesting one if we do sign him. I don't expect him to come in and, and hit the ground running. But... I want to sign him. Yeah, I, I think he's the right profile. He, he, he's a similar to, to obviously Johnson that we signed, and I know that that didn't go brilliantly, but we signed him on a free and sold him for some cash less than 12 months later, didn't we? So I just
2: want to sign him so we can all sing. Let's all meet up in the year 2000.
0: I knew that was coming.
2: His name is Deborah. Deborah. But it, the
1: next line is, it never suited her.
2: Well, we'll find some more words for that, won't
1: we? Okay, well, don't come up, don't come at the, the public with half a song. His name
2: was Deborah, Deborah, the black and white suited you, suited you. There you are, go. there we go, we're rocking and rolling here. So
0: well, is that one for your next karaoke, Ivers?
2: Could be right, cross it, flickers, get him signed. We've got the song ready.
0: We've got the
1: song ready.
2: In fact, Dan Tamley, when you announce the signing, I want the clip of that, and that can be your intro.
1: The clip of you singing it as well. Yeah. I don't, Yeah, I don't. I don't want the proper version. I want the clip of you going, Deborah, Deborah.
2: Yeah. The black and white suit, TJ, suit, TJ. Yeah.
1: So there we go. So yeah,
2: that's
1: that's Jesse or JJ, as um, as, as Twitter knows. So. Um, but yeah, then we've got the supporter summit info that they've released. Um, a lot of information that they they put out of, about the the conversations that they've had with the supporter summit, um, explaining obviously about a bit more about the loyalty scheme and how we when we went we we spoke to spoke quite candidly about about it all and about the fact that we believe that we need some form of ticketing scheme, but. Is that necessarily calling it loyalty scheme and etc. So, and that's that that's really positive and out. And Andy is someone that wasn't at the supporters summit. Have you read read through it and what are your thoughts on it? If if you have,
0: Um no, I haven't read through it. Um <laughs> you, should, you should have told me, shouldn't you, before I came on? I should, have, I should have really, but yeah, Um no, give me an executive summary
1: its basically, it's basically that they've they've turned around and said that like we we all, we all spoke on the night didn't we Bez, that um yeah. something needed to be done to fix the problem um one of the big things obviously fix the ticketing system so it works um and they've, they've they've held their hands up and said that it's something that they need to get better um and then the the other thing was that we we know that we know that there's some big games that that not even necessarily big games in terms of your derbies but like your Fleetwood Burton's that have got small away games that are clo- uh, small away capacities that are close by that people seem to want to go quite often um and we we need to do something to reward them people how we do it we, there was a couple of ideas around length length of time and there's there seems to be real good discussions going on with the club um if in an ideal world, how would you solve it, Andy, then? Because you haven't read it. Ideal world, how would you solve solve it?
0: Um well in an ideal world, I think season ticket holder should just be yes or no. Instead of season ticket holder, you get X number of points. So then when the tickets or when there's priority for anything. It is existing season ticket holders plus however many points you've got for away games, or cup games, instead of being just X points. It's current season ticket holder plus points, and it's current season ticket holder, than point. Then now the, 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 the other way you do it. it is structured, but I, it, it's always going to create difficult difficulties. But I don't think they're necessarily handled it right and it seems as though one thing gets announced and then it gets unannounced and then maybe they're they're trying to work on a solution. I, I do think that for previous seasons where we've been told those points aren't being carried over now because it was wrong and it's too complicated, there should be some sort of, using the data that you do have, being some sort of Number of points brought forward, not necessarily every single point, but something that makes sure that you your previous loyalty is recognised and puts you a little bit ahead of people who who haven't um, who who haven't been uh, regularly going, just to make sure that you you've got something to show for that. But it's um, it's it, it's complicated. I, I know um, one of my friends um, has sent me a message about ten minutes ago saying that um, it's the points that we should have got for the Fleetwood game in the cup, we're not going to get now because we were in the uh, hospitality, we were in the Robbie suite, and apparently um, the ticket office managers left since then, and it's just too complicated to to add those points on. So it's not going to happen. So I, I was about five points shy of a, of a Cambridge ticket when they went on sale on Monday. Uh, I had to wait for normal season ticket holders, which is fine when it doesn't sell out, but it just always feels as though this season and last season, I'm just about five points off whatever the, the moving target is when whenever away tickets go on sale, which is, it just means I have to wait and, and then the following day when it's normal season ticket holders. you there?
1: Yeah.
2: I was waiting oh, for Bez to respond to you. But oh, I, just...
0: right. I, I was just like awkward silence. And thought, like, yeah,
2: no.
0: I've got no more. For me,
2: you're never going to please everyone with this. Everyone's going to want something different, and there's always going to be people unhappy. Um, in an ideal world, would last year's points have been wiped? No, they wouldn't. After going the supporters' summit and hearing why they got wiped, I get it. The data isn't accurate. So they've still got the data but the points were inaccurate. So if they needed to, they can go back and look at the data. But they decided to start from scratch. Did that upset people? Of course it did. We all said at the supporters' summit, the word loyalty upset people. And they've addressed that and said that you know they want to acknowledge it's not how loyal you are, it's a ticket reward scheme. We need something in place to make sure that the fans that go most away games get the first. Shot where there's going to be a sold-out away end. Look at Bolton fans, they're still an uproar. They sold out in what 18 minutes for our away end today. Some at Daft. And they've got no loyalty scheme, so it's purely first come, first served. So if we got Derby away and I couldn't go when up in every away game and someone that hasn't been the away game went, I'd be annoyed. So we need something. Um they're addressing it. Let's see what they come up with. And it sounds as though they're heading in the right direction to me. Are people still going to be upset? Of course they are, because you're never going to please everybody.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think my my biggest thing about it is that you know that there there isn't there isn't any there wasn't any longer term focus on it, and we we mentioned it on the night and stuff that communication is 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 the big thing with these sort of things, and hopefully they'll reach out in the future once they've got a idea of what the future looks like, and then. Have that discussion with the people that need to be so that's um that'll be interesting and um I think the last point before northampton this the, the joint the joint comes from the club and the supporters club about people basically robbing the club by using you using the the same qr
2: code twice and stuff like that like that's just that's just bollocks isn't it yeah, If you're a Vale fan, I can't understand why the hell you do that and take money from the club you supposedly love and support. I think it's an absolute fucking joke. If rumours that people who were in the 60s are buying a junior ticket for 60 quid and getting in with that, one, the ticketing system needs changing, so they can't, and two, that's a fucking joke. And this isn't, I know some people can't afford to buy a full season ticket, et cetera, and can pick and choose the games. That's fine, I get that. But you can't be robbing the club.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's just really not on, is it? That's the thing, and it's just like I just don't. I just what 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 it frustrates me about it is that like it, it's it's January soon, and people will be going, "Where's the striker? Where's this? Where's that?" And then like I know you can't just turn around and say, "Well, you get in what you put out of it," because that's not fair on everyone that's doing doing it properly but to a degree you, you've got to look at yourself you, and say am i doing this am, am i one of these people that are doing it and if you are then just
2: take your head for a wobble and you can't moan come the future can you no and you know what let's not be hypocrites it's the same if you can pay for the veil on air, follow and watch it through a dodgy stream it's exactly the same yeah and I get. Let's be honest. I think 95% of households in the UK now have got access to a dodgy stream. And yeah. on a Saturday, if you can't go the game, that's probably your only way of watching it, and you can't pay for it to get that. But if you can pay for the stream for ten pound, let's be honest, that's probably the same as trying to get on the ground for free if you're watching it for free.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think if you want to watch a stream, whatever way you're doing it is probably best frowned upon and worst illegal. You know, because you, you're you should be geo-blocked from watching a, a legal stream if you bought it legally in the UK you can't you can't watch it in the UK because it's blocked so you either have to break some rules to buy it legally or you break some rules and, and get it for free illegally so uh, I think the only way you stop that or you, you have to make it legal and and easy to just pay for a reliable stream at the end of the i i know we've it's it's a bigger debate about um the three p m blackout, but the only way you'll probably stop it games from being watched illegally is if you make a service that is reliable and a price that people will pay for it and and we we saw it happen you know you remember the days of um I'm trying to think of what you know 10 15 years ago what series were were shown in America first and maybe Sky picked them up 6 months later and and people were downloading torrents of of shows off off the internet in America uh and and now things pretty much come out at the same time all over over the world because that is the obvious and sensible thing to do to deter piracy so at, at some point that that will that will drive how how we watch football in the future. um there's there's a lot of things going on with the ticket office. um just to wrap up. I, I don't really understand what they're doing with merging it with the club shop. Um, I'm not keen on these sort of new till roll, till receipt type tickets that they're printing out. And I don't think they work particularly well in the the cup games um the other week. Um obviously the queuing outside the crew League up game was, was horrendous. Um various bits and bobs, the scanners don't necessarily work all the time. Um it just feels as though just it needs a bit of direction, a bit of management from, from high up, you know, top down from the club. So hopefully somebody just takes this takes charge of this, and just sorts out what whatever it is they want in terms of allocating points to the people who they think should get the points and and just sorting things out once and for all
1: yeah i think I think that's fair yeah I
2: there's, think... we, there's issues there that need sorting.
1: Yeah, and they are working towards them, but they, they, they do need to get some things done quicker, don't they?
2: Yeah. yeah. And we did say we talk about the outside at crew because we missed it because, Johnny, you were in there for quarter past seven hours and launched, so missed it. I didn't realise the chaos that had gone on and looking at the photos and hearing some of the stories. I think Dicko was there at what, 20 past seven, queuing to get in and missed kickoff. That's not on. That needs sorting and stuff that the club have got the opportunity to learn from and i'm sure they are but they need to get it right to get fans faith back in that we're doing it right
0: well with that hopefully opening the paddock and the stand for the sutton cup game um works in everyone's favor and and hopefully people turn up and 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 turn out for that because it not very often you see Vale in the third round of the League Cup. Full stop, is it? So um, yep. um, they deserve for, for opening the Railway paddock and the Railway Stand. They deserve to get a a good crowd, and hopefully there's some sort of you know. You might need the points to get if if we get past Sutton. You you might need um. You, the points might come in handy depending on who we draw in the fourth round. If if we if we do go through.
2: Yeah, that is true. There we go. And I think they said as well that printing the tickets on tail receipts was just a short-term measure, because they hadn't got any actual tickets to print them on, but they would due in, I think. Or have I dreamt that? I may have dreamt that.
0: Maybe. They need some sturdy cardboard, don't they? Not not these yeah things.
2: Yeah, till receipt isn't great, especially I saw someone asking that they took the child for the first time and they wanted an actual ticket to remember it by and they were trying to get in touch to get an actual ticket. I'm
0: sure that it yeah, that that's the one thing about Wembley that is is—is a bit of a disappointment. All, I, all I've got is a, like a an A4 printed piece of paper from a Wembley ticket. And and I've got three other Wembley tickets from the three other times we played at Wembley, but it would have been nice to have had a proper souvenir of that one.
2: Mm.
0: But hey-ho. The Modern
2: World 11.
0: There's- yeah. Yeah.
1: So, that is that bit, the the ramble bit of it. On to Northampton, Cobblers. Yes, the Cobblers. They they they've been promoted this time round into the league. So, um, one one of the obviously the the newly promoted sides. They've had a, a decent start, really. Seven points from six games. Um, they might not see it as decent, but um. Decent enough start, really. Um, last time out, which was the same weekend as us, they lost 3 1 to Oxford. Tyree Simpson scored a penalty. Um, so your mate's your mate found the back of the net, Bez. Was that yep, the trophy
0: was... or was that the league? Trophy
1: wanted? It, that was the trophy that was, yeah. 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 First goal he mm-hmm. scored for them. Yeah. And then the last time in the league, they lost 1 0 to, to Wickham. Um, well, oh yeah, they beat Charlton and Peterborough
0: for that. Yeah, I saw that last-minute goal against Peterborough. I think it was like a chip into an empty net after the keeper came out or something. It was something yeah. mad in the last minute anyway. And no, I'll tell I you what it
2: was. It was a lofted ball into the box where the goal is kind of carried it over the line. That was it, yeah. Yes.
0: It was. Uh, they were trying to say it was a local derby on, on the highlight show. and I'm, I'm not convinced it is, but probably it's the nearest thing they've they got to one. I don't know.
2: Yeah, because yeah, obviously Peterborough's rivals are Cambridge, aren't they?
0: Yeah, ish, yeah. God knows.
2: Both sponsored by the same sponsor.
0: Oh, yeah, that's Skip. Hi, uh, yeah. Mick George, something like that. Anyway, yeah. they're, they're a big side, aren't they? I mean, they were. They always have been for, for a few years now.
2: Yeah, they have, aren't they? A
0: few six-footers... Um... They've got that um, lad who was at Walsall and Shamir who's um, knocking on a bit now. Is that Manny, Man- uh, Manny Monte Month, I don't yeah, know how you pronounce uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Seven Landry, four, yeah. If you were that, Guthrie's quite a, a big lad, isn't he? As well, in yep. the centre of defence. They've still got Sam Hoskins as well. Yeah. I don't think he's that tall, though, is he? He's not really like a oh. top, but he's. He he, he'll, he can play off a big man, and um, and the lad who takes the long throw-ins, he's still knocking about, isn't he?
2: Just having a look yeah. at the lineup last time they played, which was Wickham at home. Yeah, Jungle Three, Mitch Pinnock's still there. God, he seems to have been around for a yeah, while. Yeah, he, he's Maybe.
0: their long throwing man and and sort of a sister, isn't it? He, he had that when when we played each other in League Two, going back in the promotion season. I think it's a pretty dull nil-nil draw, wasn't it? And he he was their sort of danger man at the time. He was the top assister in the league. Um yeah, his, his long throw is a bit of a, a bit of a weapon. Um it's it's gonna be I'm expecting a, a bit of a battle. I'm expecting it to them to bombard us a bit.
2: And the last league game they played, which was the Wickham one, as we've said, Tyree Simpson only made the bench. He came on on the 67th minute. Manny Month only made the bench. He came on on the eighty first minute. And a Premier League manager's son made the bench for him. Any guess which Premier League manager?
0: Sean Dyche.
2: Sean Dyche, he had His son Max Dyche made the bench for him in the last one. That's it. Don't Not my gone. turn, is
0: it?
2: Johnny? No. Anything done wrong, Have you lost it? Sorry, oh, he is. I sat
1: on me. sat Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Northampton. Um, Andy, you mentioned earlier previously that Dan Jones is back in training.
0: Yeah, um, the club put some photos out didn't the Monday a training session. Made a bit of a thing of Dan Jones being back out there. Is it a bit soon for him to be back in the team? I, I, I don't know because we don't know what he's been through in terms of his hospital stay and whether it was like, a, I don't know, whether it was an injury or an illness, viral infection. Bacteria, it could have been anything. Um, he might just be in light training and working his way back up. He, he might actually be... Fit. We don't know, do we? He's, 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 the club won't tell us either way. So he might be around, he might be on the bench. I'm not quite sure he'd, he'd be thrown back in but you never know with Vale.
2: Yeah. Yeah, great team back though. Fantastic having back and glad he's recovered. And it gives yeah. us more defence.
0: Because when, when Andy Crosby mentioned it after, um, was it the Carlisle game? Yeah. I can't remember which game it was um, in, in his post-match. You'd be thinking, well, it sounds pretty serious this. We might not have seen him again for a few months. It could be Christmas. It could be New Year. Um, so it's just good that he's Whatever it is, it seems to have um, been nipped in the bud, and his his back. And yeah, because we might have been pretty stretched without him, especially with the games coming thick and fast in the next month or so. We, we've got a lot of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday coming up, haven't we? Four um, in and we'll need we'll need um we'll, we'll need to use a squad, I'm sure. So yeah, it might full. not be. It might not be this Saturday for him, it might be that we hold him back a little bit and he'll he'll play some part over the next few weeks. You know, we got we've always got the trophy if if we need to use him for that, but we've got yeah, Sutton. Um When when is the trophy game up? Is it Newcastle next up?
2: It's Newcastle next up. We've got four Tuesdays in a row starting on Tuesday. We've got Burton choosing the nineteenth and the league. We've then yeah. got Sutton on the twenty sixth and the League Cup we then got Bristol away on the 3rd of October in the league. we then got Newcastle on the 10th of October in the trophy. Right. And we've then got one week off and then Peterborough at home on a Tuesday.
0: Oh yeah, we've got that and I think the Stoke game's been moved to the Wednesday. They had right. Leeds at home, I think now. It's been moved for Sky or something. Right. So that avoids any sort of policing issue or, or stewarding or whatever. Yes. But um, just a quick aside from Northampton, I'm really excited for the League Cup. I mean, I can only remember on like count the fingers of one hand the number of times you've got to the third round. So, yeah, to draw, get a decent home draw with a chance of getting through to the fourth round, which is the best we've ever done in that competition, the year we played Spurs, that's massive for me because it just isn't our trophy at all, it isn't our competition. And it's always a bit weird having a cup run this side of Christmas. So um, I'm a little bit a little giddy, but I'm just sort of a bit more excited than I, than I really ought to be about it. But anyway, Northampton, let's get back onto, um, let's get back onto yeah. that. Um, I was going to say, I had something yeah. written down and I've lost it. Yes, not written down.
1: I've have a look for it Why? I question.
0: Um,
2: starting start eleven? My starting eleven. Yeah, your starting eleven. If you it's good pick. Connor and goal. Back three. The Yak left. Smith right. Kofi Ballmer in the middle. Don't think that'll happen. That's just my back three. Wing backs. Mitch one side, Conor Grant the other with Funzo and Orblaster Deep. Then Alfie and Ches further forward, and that's really Arshon Garrity. But I've got, I can only pick 11 players. And presuming he's fit, I think Willow continues up front. Fair enough, Andy.
1: Any any changes to that?
0: I'd probably, I'd be tempted to play Loft, just because I think we'll need a bit more height, and maybe if if Month is going to be coming up for set pieces and corners and that, I think maybe you need someone who can match up with him, a striker following him back um, when when we're defending set pieces. So I'd be tempted to play a two with Loft and Wilson and maybe just Chisler as the attacking midfielder. Uh, other than that, it's more or less the same team. I think we'll try and if if we are going to be targeted with um sort of say yeah, you know, if if they're going to use the height against us and maybe sort of play a few high balls and, and, and try and win something in the air, then you probably want Smith and Yakaviti to be the Either side of of a third defender, rather than playing Smith in the middle, uh, similar to how we set up against Reading, where we sort of we put Smith on the right side of defence, so we could protect ourselves against the big diagonals. So I, I could see something similar to that again, because I do think they'll probably try and make it difficult for us and and um, bombard us a little bit with the aerial stuff. So. Um, Yeah, um, pretty much the same as Bears, except um, I'd I'd stick Loft in there for a bit of extra height, um, fighting Fire with Fire, because they'll have a couple of big lads in the centre of defence.
2: Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I expect, not expect, but I think this is a game where I'd be setting up for us to have more of the ball than we have in other games, which is why I think I'm going with Divine, Arblaster, Ojo, Chislet. And I feel for Ben because, unfortunately, it seems that he's the one that drops out, and he scored last time out with the captain's armband on.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a tricky one, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah I, th- I think this is the positive of
1: having having the squad that we've got at the minute, though, isn't it? You're, you're looking at who, who's who's the best suited rather than who's the least shit like we have like we've done previous years. Um, so it's always a nice conundrum Av, isn't it that we're we're talking about who can play because they're they're all good players um, And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think feels like the international break has taken ages for me, I don't know how you pair feel, but feels like it was it was months ago since we last played, which I know it's not, but.
0: Yeah, Um, it feels like it was summer, doesn't it? And now it's autumn. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... um, I I, I think this could be tricky. I mean, I think, you know, when... I I don't know if the break is maybe... I worry that it's... A momentum's gone a little bit because of it. You know, you want to carry on playing and winning when you're on a good run. And this may be we lose a bit of momentum through not playing. I hope that's not the case. Especially because, you know, when you've been in a good run, you always worry, are we due a defeat? You know, it just sort of law of averages. Yeah. And that, that worries me a little bit that we might come up against a team that are very difficult to play against on Saturday. And that might be tricky for us. Um But we don't know. What is... Here's a question for you. Two back-to-back home games against Northampton and um, someone else. Um, what's a good points total out of the two games? What would good you settle for? What, yeah, what would you settle for out of those two games?
2: Good points total of six, I'd settle for
0: four. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Johnny?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think. I think... I, th- I think we've, you've got you've got to be looking two home games without 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 doing and playing and stuff like that. I think you've got to be looking for six, um, but four wouldn't be the end of the world for me as well, Bez. I think I'm with you. I think it it always depends on how you play, doesn't it? As well, like if we if we play all right and get a point, and then we go and play brilliantly and win, then it's different, isn't it? If if you play shit and get a point, you you're a bit like, oh, do you know what actually that's not that's not too bad of a point. And so yeah, I think there's always a there's always the way we go about it, but four points would put us in a real healthy position and you can't, you can't argue with the job Crosby's doing. Three points won't be the end of the world. Um because we're gonna lose games between now and the end of the season. We know this. Um but yeah, let's Performance again is is key for me. Um we we've played well at home, we've we, we've looked like we're we're comfortable and confident and got a game plan. Let's see what, what it looks like this time round. But overall I'm pretty pretty excited for it. So Bez, avtimings.com.
2: Avtimings.com, the winners of the quiz. Get yourselves over to avtiming.com, sign up to a race. I need to get myself signed up for another one soon, to be fair. But now I'm reckoning on yeah. Does it makes it harder, but I will get myself signed up. And quickly, actually talking about races, let's put it out there on air, Johnny. At the quiz, you said, if I run the Benidorm half, you will give £50 to the Rudge statue.
1: Yeah, if you run it.
2: If I run it. And friend of the show, Simcock, said, if I run it, and if I run it as a full kit wanky, he will match your £50. He will. And I think so... that's the safest
1: £50 I have
2: ever put on anything. We will see. I plan on running it. You have planned on running it all the other times, so correct? I'm correct. We'll see how the beer turns out. And I have said, if I don't run it, I will put the hundred quid towards the Rudge statue to give me an incentive to get my tits jiggling around Benidorm.
1: Yeah, I think I, th- I
2: think that 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 would be that'd be nice
1: of you either way. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah,
2: Benidorm off
1: is, one way or the other.
2: One way or the other, hundred quid will be going to the Rudge statue after the Benny half. It's just a case of who's paying it in. What's so the yeah, date
0: um, of the Benidorm half.
2: It's the end of November. It's
0: well, roughly will do. I'm
2: looking Saturday the 25th, <laughs> which is the day that Vale are away at Shrewsbury. So we shan't begin there.
0: Mm. Yeah. So it's that day. So yeah, I would have been tempted if we weren't playing. What's to come over and
2: watch? Yeah. Go for
0: it. Bit of a jaunt, you know. Pop yeah. over to Spain.
1: Yeah. Have another day in bed, watch watch bears bail, bail out of the marathon.
0: Yeah, again. Yeah, It's got a big bag of that. green flavour crisps. I like the, the green flavour crisps you get in Spain. Late. Yeah. yeah. Campesinas. I, I don't know, what the sort of rustic flavour, sort of smoky, almost barbecuey, but not quite barbecue. It's a weird... That, that That's all I'd do. I wouldn't actually, you know... <laughs>
1: That sounds, sounds like my sort of holiday, that does get, go over and eat crisps. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And to be fair, the last two years, that's been my problem. Come like three o'clock, I've watched the veil and ate crisps and drank beer. So then I haven't ran because the race is half six at night. off six Benidorm time, off five English time. There we go. But yeah, so avtiming.com first goal scorer, I've got to, haven't I? Tyree Simpson after 12 minutes. <laughs> Tyree Simpson after, fair enough got to, although by all accounts, he's been pretty shit this season. Wow. But yeah, big tyre race, 12 minutes, but I'm going for the veil, turn it round and thump him. I'm going for one veil.
1: You 4-1 veil?
2: Yeah, Confidence. All okay. Blaster and Divine will have learned to everything Jude bellingham has got to teach him. Is that, so is
1: that we are going with,
2: all black, going full-on
1: England internationals then?
2: I'll go, them get one each, All blaster one Divine one, I'm going Chislet one, and I'm going Ryan Loft off the bench to get the fourth.
1: Wow. So you're going big, aren't you?
2: I'm, I'm going big, four different goals. We'll be winning by half-time, we'll be 2-1 up by half-time. Fair enough. Andy?
0: Um, I'm going to go 81 minutes, Nathan Smith, 1-0. <laughs> two, two,
1: two opposite ends of the
0: spectrum there. Yeah, I don't think Vale do 4-1. It's not really a Vale scoreline, is it? I'd be delighted if I come back on Saturday and we're talking about 4-1 Vale, and we've had a great afternoon. I'd be absolutely delighted, but it's just not what we do, is it?
1: No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't feel like it's, it, it's a veil score, but I think it'd be a lot more cagey, a lot tighter game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking two-one. That's what, that's where I was going. I was going two-one Vale. Um, I was thinking James Wilson first goal scorer, Um and yeah, I think. It'll be ooh, thirty-five minutes. It'll be. Yeah, that that's where I'm at. Two one, James Wilson, thirty-five minutes. Um I don't, I don't think we've missed anything else, have we? Anything
0: Um Josh Thomas. Um, oh, yeah, Josh scored.
1: scored sales, didn't
0: he? Yeah. I've had that on my list so cover that off um, he got according to what I looked up on the internet today he came on a sub 75 minutes against Lichtenstein at home uh, played at Newport's Rodney Parade ground came on and scored I think he just sort of bundled it in with his chest or something or some sort of yeah. body part uh, Tuesday night came on an away game at Lithuania after 68 minutes didn't score Wales were 3-0 up and cruising then they conceded two goals in 91 and 92 minutes to sort of just about cling on and win 3-2. But yeah, he's he's got a goal under his belt. He'll be happy with that. Don't know um, how the travelling will have affected him this week and how that will have an impact on whether or not he plays or, or what he does on Saturday. We'll have to see.
2: Yeah, because I think on one of the interviews, I think might have been um, Lowe's interview, he said. When Josh comes back, so was because obviously they've had a If they had a midweek game as well, Wales,
0: yeah, yeah, he scored
2: on Friday night, didn't he?
0: And they played Tuesday at Lithuania when they won three right, two. So I imagine go. he so would have yeah. come back. I don't know. Don't know maybe if he had an extra day. Maybe. maybe. When did they do the interviews today?
2: Did the interviews today actually? So maybe he's back tomorrow Friday. Maybe. Which would say to me, he's probably on the bench. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even
0: if he hasn't been training with him, you just chuck him on. And he, oh, he yeah, he's been training
2: it. with Wales, and he's not Yeah, but, but,
0: but, but yeah, if he hasn't been with us for for a couple of weeks, he could probably just, you could chuck him on, say, last 10 minutes if we needed something, just go on there and wing it. Yeah, it's
2: not like he'll have been, you know, he's been sat at home doing nothing for two weeks. He'll have been training hard with Wales. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, and lastly, Johnny's Bar. get yourselves down there if you're down Perslem. On Sunday, myself, Tom, and a few others will be going down for a game of dominoes around two-ish. If anyone fancies it, drop me a message. Feel free and come and join us for a game of dominoes. Damn Johnny's two o'clock on Sunday.
1: Two o'clock on Sunday. There you go. Dominant dominoes. Okay, yeah. There we go. And that's it. That's that's another instalment of the Ale and the Vale podcast. Um we'll be back Saturday after the game. Um one thing I need to just give a shout out to is wish Callie a speedy recovery from Steph, um, who was one of the the winners of the the, the meal um, with with a favourite player. Um, one of the things that she asked me to do. So massive, massive shout out to Callie there. Get well soon. Um, and that's that's everything on my list ticked off for this week. I, I've actually made a list. We've rambled for what near two hours. Is it? I don't know. Bez. One hour thirty-seven. One hour 37, there you go. So everyone enjoy your Friday um, or Saturday if you're listening to it. And hopefully we're back with a positive podcast on Saturday night. And if it's not, have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez?
2: Well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was. Cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny?
1: Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Saving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil.